Thanks to Indeed for supporting the AppleBits XL podcast. Great innovations and great hiring has one thing in common. You have to ask the right questions. Get Indeed and use 135 finely tuned assessments to hire great people faster. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. And thanks to ZocDoc for supporting the AppleBits XL as well. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who accept your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It's the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. If you are new to the show, this is a place where we talk about kind of all the latest and greatest, the big stories in this whole Apple ecosystem world. If you're a tech fan, you're probably here. Also, yeah, we do talk about other things outside of Apple as well, but the focus is all the big stuff inside the world of Apple. It's the Apple Bits XL. So thanks for coming out. For those of you who are returning, oh my goodness, thank you so much for all your support. And we keep on rolling here. Look, this is what you, iPhone 13s and 13 Pros and iPad minis are now in the hands of some of you. Um, I don't, I don't want to say most of you. I don't know if you all upgraded. So we've got a lot of stories related to maybe some of the aftermath now that they're in people's hands, maybe some of the quirks and issues that have come up. We've also got some big, some great um, MacBook Pro news. And I know you don't want to hear it all the time, but yes, there's iPhone 14 stuff as well. All right, let's just get to some orders of business first. First of all, be a part of the show. We got, I think we have five calls. I'm sorry, there's a few calls that I didn't get to in time. They kind of sounded dated. So um, I think Greg and Josh, who's a regular, I did not mean to like, you know, screw you guys over, but sometimes this happens, but we got five calls this week. So what that means is there's a lot to talk about. I want to hear your experiences. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it into applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z and we will put it in the show. It always just adds so much more texture and flavor. So that's how you do it. Send your call, your name, where you're from, uh, what you want to talk about, keep it around minute 30 and we'll put in the show. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support my show. Starting at $2 per month, $5, which is like a cup of coffee a month, $10, 25 the $100 platinum Apple level. So this all goes to early access to my content, bonus rewards at different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. You hear none of these ads if you support through Patreon.com. Also, we have some cool stuff, a monthly live Zoom one-hour chat where we all hang out with the community and myself. And we have this really cool Close Your Rings contest that just started. It's not too late to jump in. Day one just happened, but there are days where people just can't be active or exercise. I would say if you want to be a part of this, we're doing a cool giveaway. I'm giving away a special Apple employee closure rings towels that were only given to Apple employees. I was able to acquire one to give them away as prizes for the top three closure ring challengers. All the instructions are on patreon.com slash Brian Tonso. That's where you got to go. Okay, let's just get into the show. I guess let's let's get into the meat and the potatoes. And first of all, there's obviously a lot of things that are coming. I think that we should maybe first touch upon what we expect to see next. Then we'll get into some of the iPhone stuff. And right now, although you might think MacBook Pro, and we will get to that, 
the product that we haven't seen yet from Apple is actually the Apple Watch Series 7. There's been no official pre-order date. There's been no official ship date. We're still waiting. But our friend of the show, John Prosser, who, yes, outright admits him and the other top leakers thought that we'd see a full new body design of the Apple Watch Series 7. That didn't happen. But he's saying, if you choose to believe this, his sources believe that the Apple Watch Series 7 will ship in mid-October and pre-orders are expected to begin as early as next week. So we could start seeing the Apple Watch Series 7 sometime in the middle of this month, which honestly for me is earlier than I expected. I thought we might see it later in November. It would just kind of hit late because we heard nothing whatsoever. So I don't know anything. This is what Prosser's saying. We'll see if that happens. But maybe uh, you know, the high-end Apple Watch partner Hermes has something to say about because according to them and according to customers of Hermes, they received emails reportedly saying that pre-orders for the Apple Watch Series 7 will start on October the 8th. So that actually aligns with the rumor report from John Prosser that they're a coming soon. So uh, reportedly, this Hermes information comes from the customer service emails that the company has been sending out in response to people asking about the new Apple Watch. Whoops. Yikes. Hey, it happens. You get leaks from China. You get leaks from Hermes, your high-end Apple Watch partner. It happens. So we'll see what happens. It, it's all coming together. But I think the other thing is associated with the Apple Watch then we're going to kind of jump over to the iPhone 13s. And from what we had found from a lot of people, and it wasn't maybe just iPhone 13s, it seemed to be an issue with iOS 15 as well. I don't know if some of you have experienced this, but the Apple Watch unlock, where if you're wearing a face mask, it allows you, if you're wearing an Apple Watch, to just unlock your phone for you. That connection and that feature was broken once the new iPhone 13s rolled out and iOS 15 rolled out. So Apple said they were going to send out a fix. Today, on Friday, October the 1st, Techtober, as we like to call it because it's going to get real crazy now, because Apple's not the only tech company just dropping bombs on us. Apple released the update for iOS 15.0.1, so if you don't have automatic updates and not everyone does, just check that in your settings and go to general, and if you own an Apple Watch and the Apple Watch unlock wasn't working, you're like, what the heck's going on? It is now working again with iOS 15.0.1. Now, we also have seen, after the reviews, some new tidbits about the actual iPhone 13 lineup. And in iPhone 13 Pro teardown, we know that iFixit, if you've seen them, they once the product comes out officially, they just meticulously break this thing down by every screw and look at every part and piece that is part of it. So they first posted some x-rays that showed off the new L-shaped battery. And these new phones are heavier and they have larger batteries. And the battery life on them is wicked good. I think everyone that has experienced them, I haven't heard someone complain about the battery life, but I can still pretty much, if I'm not doing crazy photos and videos constantly, I can get through a day with normal use on my iPhone 13 Pro. It still will hit me at like 20% and it's 12 a.m., 1 a.m. sometimes. I'm just like, damn, that is impressive. So They were able to reveal that the L-shaped batteries that were rumored are in fact there, but what they also did is they took this whole thing apart, and based on the rumors, it's believed that Apple is using a new display that's incorporating both the touch 
panel and the OLED panel together, and that makes it thinner. It also helps it cut down on costs and thickness and the number of cables to deal with. They also showed off that the new Face ID sensor that has now been narrower but is deeper, or I guess you could say taller in height, just slightly, but you can tell. It's integrated the flood illuminator and the dot projector kind of into one piece. So that's why they were able to at least squish it and make it smaller. But the big thing that comes out from this um, disassembly is that with this new separate Face ID component separate from the display, you would think, oh, maybe that will allow third-party repair centers to repair Face ID-based phones and not have an issue. But that's not the case at all. In fact, if you have a screen display issue, let's say on the 13 13 Pro lineup, and you get it repaired by a third party, it breaks the connection to the Face ID component. So that means that your face will no longer work if you get a screen replacement. And this leads to, look, we know that Apple has always kind of wanted to control the entire product, even your right to repair, which has continuously started to become a bigger and bigger I guess, issue or vocalized part of this ownership experience. Like I should have the right to repair. And then at the same time, I think if you've been an Apple customer for a long time, you can't even replace your rent. You can't even self-install your RAM anymore. You know, like right to repair. What about right to repair, right to upgrade RAM? Even that's not available in Apple's laptops and iMacs anymore. At least with the pro models, you can, but that is a change. It, It didn't used to be that way before you could buy, you know, everyone would go and buy a third-party RAM from like this co- this company, Crucial.com, and it'd be almost a third the price, something like half to third the price of what you'd pay if you got your RAM directly from Apple. Well, they killed that market by saying, oh, no, you once you purchase the RAM, that's what you get. So right to repair, again, kind of comes up because you repair your screen, let's say it gets shattered or damaged, you got to go to an authorized Apple repair center in order to keep that face ID functionality working. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Maybe that's something that you want to call in. All you got to do is record a voice memo, applebitshow at gmail.com. Send it in. I'm curious to hear what you think about it because has this stopped people from purchasing Apple products? For those of us listening to this specific podcast called the Apple Bits XL, I would assume probably not. Most of you Right to repair bothers you, but it doesn't prevent you from purchasing an Apple product. Also, in good news, Apple's 13 Pro Max, specifically the 13 Pro Max, and I guess you would say this would trickle down to 13 Pro because they do use the same display. It has earned DisplayMate's Best Smartphone Display Award. This earned the company's highest ever display performance, a grade of an A+. It matched 12 of its smartphone display performance records, it set them or matched 12 of its smartphone display records. These included, obviously we know that the max brightness of the new iPhone 13 Pro display is 1000 nits. This thing is super bright. And then if you're watching HDR content, it bumps up to 1200 nits. So you get that those really popping bright spots. You know, you, there's pictures of like, sun, or videos of sunsets where you, you, you feel like you're looking into the actual sun. You know, the Pro, the 12 Pro Max had a brightness, max brightness of 800 nits, but still hit that 1200 nits for peak HDR content. Other records it's set or matched include highest absolute color accuracy, highest contrast ratio, 
lowest screen reflectance, and more. The funny thing, obviously, is that Samsung is the exclusive supplier of the LTPO OLED panels used for the iPhone 13 Pro Max. We know that Apple is really investing in the future for OLED beyond just the iPhone, and they're working with LG to get their supplier supply um, chain filled with OLED displays as well, so they don't have to rely on one source. And also, obviously, a lot of their products, where we've heard iPads bring in OLED. Maybe they come up with a new XDR display pro pro XDR display with an OLED down the road right now it's not so this is part of the future of Apple going OLED although we know that plenty of other companies are using OLED the Galaxy Samsung Galaxy Tab 7 is um Tab S7 is my prime example of an amazing ridiculously looking OLED display mini LED you got the great contrast ratio, you get the great deep blacks, but you also get a little bit of blooming. And some people will complain about the shadow on the edge, kind of like right on the frame that wasn't there before with mini LED. And, you know, I'm not making excuses, but that's actually kind of in the spec of the tech. So it never bothered me. There's things that really will bother people that I don't notice and I haven't until someone brings it up. And then I'm like, I'm not going to get mad about that one. I literally didn't care until the report. There's a difference if you see it and then it happens. That's, okay, that's a different story. Also, you want an iPhone? You know, have you seen the reviews? Have you read all the reviews? Have you heard what everyone is saying? Is it worthy of an upgrade for you? Well, I will say you could try, but right now in the United States, Canada, and the UK, all iPhone 13 Pro models are facing around a one-month delay in shipment. So it might take you a little time. I'm just saying, buckle up. Don't worry if you miss the pre-order. Again, I feel like there's this window of time where either you you, you kind of get caught up in the hype and you want to upgrade, and then maybe a week passes by, you read the reviews, you're like, hey, my phone's fine. Sure, it has a better battery and the camera's a little better, but my phone's fine. And then another week passes and I think you kind of just lose the momentum and then you're just going to roll out with your phone for the rest of the year. Now, there are people that know they want to upgrade and maybe it has to do with the timing of their plan or their finances. But I think that two-week window where you have people that could just pull the trigger or not, once you get out of that, you're probably going to be fine with your phone. And like I said, in my review with Renee Ritchie, we kind of really went deep into it. Um... It's great for battery and its cameras improved. And I think it's when I talk to a lot of tech reviewers who review, who literally upgrade every single year, I just still don't, it, it's hard for them to separate from maybe general consumers. And there, like I said, there've been many times, a few times where I didn't upgrade the iPhone. I didn't upgrade from four to four S I didn't upgrade from um, 10 to 10 S I deliberately skipped those. I reviewed the products, but I didn't think it was worthy. So if you have this mentality like, oh, I'm gonna upgrade every year no matter what, well, you're gonna you're gonna like what they upgrade to. It's <laughs> whatever upgrades are there, you're gonna like it because you upgrade every year. All right, everybody, let's take a moment to say thank you. Thanks again to Indeed for sponsoring the AppleBits XL. Have you ever looked at your company's hiring practices and thought, you know, there's gotta be a better way. You're not the only one. Indeed is innovating recruiting by letting you only pay for quality candidates that meet your must-have requirements. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that gets hiring incredibly simple. 
just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope that your perfect candidate was going to find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you need. And according to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Also, thanks to ZocDoc for sponsoring the show as well. Being independent, this was like a whole new ball game for me when it came to figuring out my healthcare. And there are times when you need a doctor. You need a doctor now. I remember breaking um, the tip of my thumb playing pickup ball. Yeah, not fun. Well, sometimes you don't need it in a few days, not in a few weeks. And you definitely, you know, maybe not even in a few months. If you need to see an MD ASAP like I did, there's a solution. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free every month. Millions of people use ZocDoc. Check it out for yourself because ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AppleBits and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash AppleBits. All right, all right. New products, new products, new products. What are you all waiting for? You know what I'm going to say. What am I waiting for? The freaking new M1X MacBook Pros. Do we have any new information? The answer is yes, because in the seventh beta of macOS Monterey that was released earlier in the week, and it includes in the code that was discovered by MacRumors contributor Steve Moser, a list of display resolutions um, that is typically in the system information app, but it included a new pair of entries in this list of display resolutions. So the two new resolutions are listed as 3456 by 2234 retina and 3024 by 1964 retina. These do not uh, have any past or present connection to any Apple products. These resolutions do not correspond to any Apple product at all. But based on their relationship to each other, this it seems pretty likely that these are the new resolutions for the upcoming MacBook Pros. Now, why is this also interesting? Well, the current MacBook Pros, the 16-inch and the current 13-inch, they have pixel densities of 226 or 227 pixels per inch. Okay, that's the sharpness that you can get from the display. The new resolutions for these MacBook Pro models are around 250 pixels per inch, so you're going to get a sharper cleaner display, which would also, based on 
the numbers and breaking it down would allow for a native two times retina resolution as your default setting to give you the sharpest possible image that we have seen on a MacBook Pro. So you're telling me you got mini LED display. This is all reported and rumored. Mini LED displays, deeper blacks, higher contrast ratio, and the highest resolution on a MacBook Pro that we have ever seen. Um, Yeah, I'm going to take that all day, every day. This, this just gets me even more freaking hype for the new MacBook Pro. I've been waiting for this for two freaking years. It's not only this, obviously, the M1X chip, which is rumored to be a 10-core CPU, which is eight high uh, performance cores, two energy-efficient cores. Then you have what's rumored to be either a 16 or a 32-core GPU option, so the graphics and what it can push is going to be an insane beast. The removal of the touch bar. MagSafe. More ports. SD card port, HDMI port rumored, USB-C Thunderbolt ports, a new more flatter design with the kind of the flat body, flat edges, rounded corners design. I don't know. I don't know if I've been more excited about a product from Apple in the past five years because it ain't the iPhone. It ain't the Apple Watch. Like we already, those were already established. It wasn't AirPods. It wasn't HomePod. I'm trying to think of new stuff. It definitely wasn't the magnetic battery charger. This is the product that I care about the most. Oh my God. I'm so freaking hyped for this. Also, in the latest developer beta, macOS Monterey also contains references to what has been called this high power mode. And this is a new thing. At least it's never been introduced to the consumer because back I think it was back in macOS Catalina, 9 to 5 Mac had spotted similar references to what was called like a pro mode, but it never came to light. Like the public never saw it. Now, if you plug in, I believe it's with M1 MacBooks and MacBook Pros, there's an option for a low power mode when they're plugged in in the energy or the battery energy savings uh, control settings panel. So the thinking is that this high power mode would allow you to push the CPU and GPUs even harder, kind of maximize their output, knowing that it's going to affect the battery life, but it just lets you run these things at maximum power, whether you're, maybe even whether you're connected to power or not. I'm going to assume maybe you have to be plugged in for this high power mode. I'm going to assume that might be like the catch. And that's fine because right now on my Intel MacBook Pro, I've told you this multiple times, and if I haven't told you already, it gets so hot. I actually, you know, even during the day when it's warm where I'm at, um, I put it in a freezer for five minutes every time before I put out a render because that render can sometimes be, let's say if I put it in a render that might be 20, 25 minutes will take more like 15 to 18 minutes if I put in the freezer first. I'm not kidding you. I put it in for like about five minutes, so the fan goes off and it's pretty cool. So I'm not going to have to worry about this. With the new M1X MacBook Pro, it's going to be quieter, right? There's no fan in this architecture. There's, it's going to have more power, and it's going to be more battery efficient. I don't know what the weakness on this machine is other than maybe its price. Its price will be the only thing that hurts me.
I I am hyping this bad boy up so much. I don't even care. This thing looks amazing. Also amazing, one of my favorite products this year. I still didn't buy it, but it's still one of my favorite products this year, the iPad mini. The new purple color. Purple doesn't make it good, but it adds to it. But it look, it, damn, it looks good. So now that the iPad mini has been out, users are starting to complain about, I'm going to put my fingers in air quotes, an issue in portrait orientation when you hold it vertically. This issue has been kind of coined or referred to as jelly scroll. So what that means is when you're looking at a page with text and you kind of scroll up, what it is is on this specific type of display, this is not an OLED display, this is not a mini LED display, this is an LCD-based display, you have the refresh rate and it goes line by line and it's basically... As you're scrolling, it changes, and sometimes certain parts of the screen refresh later than others. It is so subtle, but let's say, like, if you look on the left side of your text, it kind of, and you you can even kind of scroll it up and down, kind of, like, slowly but kind of quickly. It it looks kind of like it sags a little before it catches up. It's basically the, the refresh rate catching up. Um, if you've played video games, the term is really kind of, is called screen tearing, where the refresh rate is catching up. So sometimes like in racing games, you'd see it not necessarily match the image. Now, new modern TVs have really resolved. That is a feature that they have added. And maybe Apple can fix this in software, but this thing is called Jelly Scroll. Now, Apple, and some people see, here's the thing. Some people see it, some people don't. I didn't see it when I had the iPad mini. My eyes didn't catch it. It didn't bother me. Now that this whole idea of Jelly Scroll is out, all of a sudden, I'm hearing everyone talking about Jelly Scroll like they're so vocal about it. And would they be as vocal if they didn't know that it existed? I don't think so. But maybe it's it bugs someone. That's fine. But I think making it a big deal, the reason why I don't think it should be as big of a deal is Jelly Scroll or this condition has existed on plenty of other devices as well. Not just an Apple product, for years. So... This doesn't have a 120 hertz refresh rate display. Fine. Uh, I'm going to put it has jelly scroll. But Apple came out and said, hey, this is this is not a problem. This is completely normal. So you, I think you all should just like bottom, chill out. Uh, uh, that's old. That's Apple's the saying jelly scroll. Jelly scroll. Uh-oh. Apple's telling you it's all good. <laughs> Let me see your jelly scroll. Jelly scroll. Uh-oh. Jelly scroll. I'm going with this. Jelly scroll. Jelly scroll? Apple's telling you it's fine. Dip! Come on! Let me see that jelly scroll! Oh, I don't know what you've been told. Jelly scroll is completely normal. Apple's not gonna step down on this. Y'all gotta relax. Thank you for indulging um, in me. I, I almost said dip instead of slide. 
because sometimes you get that mixed up because you're like still feeling the song. But um, yeah, Jelly Scrolls totally fine. Not an issue at all. Normal behavior for LCD screens. Okay, let's um, you want to kind of go down to the future? Like the year is 2022 iPhone 14. Now we saw John Prosser leak the renders of what is believed to potentially be what the iPhone 14 will look like. He's landed plenty. The only big thing he missed him and other, the top leakers, him and German and Ming-Chi Kuo miss on was the Apple Watch Series 7 getting a redesign. And if that design that we saw is what it is next year, well, they did know what it is. So I know some of you hate the whole leaker stuff, but Mark Gurman of Bloomberg, in his most recent Power On newsletter, is also confirming that the new iPhone 14 will come with a complete redesign. In his newsletter, he says, the minor changes this year also mean that Apple's engineers were working behind the scenes on bigger things that will take more time. With the iPhone 14, you can expect new entry-level and pro models and a complete redesign. The other thing that's interesting here is he is also outright calling it the iPhone 13, 14. Sorry. Um, so that name looks like how Apple is moving forward. They're, they're no longer going to use the S terminology. They've trained us now to call their own products like, ah, oh, that's like a 12S. That's not happening anymore. iPhone 14. The other thing is that we do know the mini is expected to be removed completely from the lineup. So this is the last year to get a mini. If you want one. And the battery juice on that has improved by one and a half hours. And I think that even with the uh, with the new Snapdragon X60 modem, that also uses less power. So that kind of helps there. But the expectation for 2022 is that the iPhone lineup will be two 6.1-inch devices and two 6.7-inch devices. And maybe that means we see iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Max, and then iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone 14 Pro Max. That could be the new lineup. You want another tidbit for the iPhone 14 next year? I know you do. Chinese website, My Drivers. I don't know how true this is, but hey, uh, maybe the Pro could be even more Pro. They report that the iPhone 14 will be offering a new storage option up to two terabytes of storage. Do we believe that? Hey, it's a year away. We got to start speculating on this. Okay. You know, at first you're like, awesome. Two terabytes. Honestly, like more, the more storage, the better. Also, damn, that thing's going to cost a lot more money. Also. Okay. So we're still waiting for the software update to bring ProRes video to the new iPhone lineup that's coming later this year, uh, according to Apple. Um. ProRes video, I talked about it with Renee. 1080p, 30 frames per second, takes about 1.5 to 1.7 gigs of storage per minute. It's a big chunk. 4K, 30 frames per second, 6 gigs per minute. Um, You're going to push that through Lightning? Or are you going to finally give us USB-C next year? Wi-Fi is, can help, but no. If you're going to give us a two terabyte storage option, which is specific for ProRes Pro individuals, and this again probably affects what? 3% of the user base? You cannot, you cannot do lightning. Will that change? I don't know. But, uh, woo, two terabyte storage. 
on the iPhone 14. All right, we'll move on. In some audio product news, just in case you care, Apple revealed a new limited edition Beats Studio 3 headphones. Yes, they still sell Beats. They still own Beats. They're not as expensive as AirPods Max. The Studio 3 headphones have this kind of new speckled um, gray on white speckled design. It's a partnership with A Cold Wall, a fashion brand by British designer Samuel Ross. So if you've been thinking about it, hey, they're wireless over there headphones. They got Apple's W1 chip for easy setup with Apple devices, 22 hours of battery life, active noise cancellation. Um, it, it's also foldable design, Bluetooth 4.0 and micro USB for charging because it's like a, I think it's like a three or four year old headphone. In other Beats news, maybe maybe this whole supply chain is affecting more people, you know, in small ways, but Apple has their Beats Flex headphones. Those are kind of their new headphones that have the wire that hangs around the back of your neck and can be more useful for people that don't want their earbuds kind of popping out of their ears. So they're normally $49.99. They've been actually bumped up in price to $69.99. And I got to imagine with the Beats Flex, this is their follow-up to Beats X, that this is a, a cost thing because of the supply chain. So just some, just a couple little extra tidbits for you. All right, everybody, I told you, I've asked you to call the show. You all have responded. Remember, it's just record a voice memo, whatever platform you're on, phone, tablet, PC, Mac, laptop, desktop, whatever it is, record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com and we will get to keep it around minute 30, but we're gonna pop them in right now. Let's start off with our friend, Bo, he wants to talk about iPhone 13. Brian, this is Bo, Arkansas. Um, so the talk about should you upgrade, should you not upgrade, it's kind of funny to me. Um, I just upgraded to the 13 Pro Max because I was still using a 10, and the battery was getting super annoying to have to charge it multiple times a day, and I was just ready for something new. And what a new phone to come to. The pictures blow my mind on what you can take with an iphone um uh videos super awesome um i I just love it it's great for me um the battery is insane i'm currently at 642 on my second day and i'm at eight percent so uh that was my kind of first run as normal use the the first couple days I was playing with it a lot, taking a lot of videos, and it, uh, you know, it wouldn't make it to the second day, but I have effectively gotten two full days out of it, and then uh, plan on charging it tonight. So, battery life is awesome. The camera is awesome, which, upgrading from a 10, I would expect it to be significantly better. So, um, I feel like it's more of an S phone, but uh, it doesn't... Uh, let me down you know it's it's solid takes great pictures um i'm excited to to see what the pro res looks like even though it's probably something i don't know how to use but it seems cool so anyways great show guys thank you oh man Bo, i could tell he was enjoying his walk he was walking out at night if you listen carefully, right, you can hear like the flies. There's one time where you like you heard like 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 his it it seemed like it was like really close to him. But um, Bo, I'm really glad you love your purchase. I think that as a 10 user, 
you know, if you're ready to make the jump, this is a great, this is a great jump. If I had a 10 or a 10S, um, being someone who is a tech enthusiast, whether I did this or not, let's say I didn't do the show and I didn't have to upgrade or anything like that, uh, that would be a great, great upgrade if you're in that position. So, Bo, I'm, I'm glad you're loving what you got. All right, let's go up to our next call. Leonel. Hi, Brian. Lionel here calling from Canada. Long time listener, second time caller. What's up? Calling to uh, give some feedback around iOS 15 and especially uh, focus mode. I wanted to see it, to say that uh, best iOS feature in a long time uh, for me uh, with the ability to customize a home page. Uh, it really feels like I have two phones. I use my personal phone also for work and it does feel like I have, uh, I have two phones. So this is great. Um, for the iPhone 13 Pro Max, uh, I am not upgrading myself. I recently moved last year from an 8 Plus to a, thir- to a 12 Pro Max. And I just had to remove my iPhone 12 Pro Max from the case to feel like I have a new phone, a 13 Pro Max. Thank you very much. Bye. Yeah, Lionel, uh, thank you so much for that. I, I 100% agree. What I love about, you know, I, I kind of said it and teased it in the show before it came out, but iOS 15, the surprise to me was the focus modes, being able to change it with one press of button, whether it's on the lock screen or not. And then also all of your iCloud devices switch over to that focus mode. Um, So you don't have to do individual ones. And I, at least that's what I, I've experienced. <laughs> if yours doesn't, um, don't get mad at me, get mad at Apple. So I love, I love what, a, you know, you kind of brought to the table, like iOS 15 and there's, you know, I'm really curious to see once they roll out the SharePlay update because that was kind of one of their big features of sharing content uh, depending on which apps you're in and it hasn't come to light. I don't know how often I'm going to use it. I think it would have been killer during peak pandemic and will still be nice to have, but will I actually use it? Uh, we'll see. So that's also kind of what I'm looking forward to in iOS 15. All right, next up, we've got, I believe the way to say this gentleman's name is Krithian, Krithian, not Christian, Krithian. You're up. Hey, Brian. Big fan of your show. Have you noticed on the iPhone 13 Pro Max that the multitasking and home gestures are about 5 to 10 pixels off? I, I, I know I have, and I think it's because of the new notch redesign. I think that they didn't change the margins for the gestures. Have you noticed this? Am I crazy? I don't know if you're crazy. Uh, five pixels is subtle. I didn't. How about this? I didn't notice it using it out of the gates. Um, so I will take a look. The it's in a different room right now than me, so I can't even look at it. But uh, maybe. And also, you might have like super sharp, crazy, awesome young person vision, and so maybe that's also why I didn't see it. So that could be another reason but uh we'll see maybe other people can chime in here if they want to i just don't know i really don't know all right next up eric he's a little bit excited hey what's up brian this is eric i'm calling you from ann arbor michigan and listen first of all i just want to say keep up the good work keep doing what you're doing i love your reaction videos on youtube uh after apple events i love your pods that you do in reaction to the Apple events too. Uh, and I love when you have Ray on. You guys have a good vibe. It's fun to listen to. You guys go into depth. Uh, and you're not too skewed one way or the other. 
Um, so I appreciate that. So the second thing is, is that I did pull the trigger. I'm upgrading from my 11 Pro and pre-ordered the 13 Pro. Um, and, and really the two features that did it for me, uh, the camera, obviously. And like, do I need the upgraded camera? Hells no. <laughs> Being honest <laughs> with you, I'm taking pictures of my family, my cats, uh, stuff like that. But I just really like having the best camera available. Uh, and I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, when everybody's got their cameras out or their, their phones out, I kind of like being the camera hero that can say like, <laughs> Oh, it's low light. Let me go ahead and I'll take this one. Right. So, um, you know, maybe that's a little narcissistic, but whatever, man, I, you know, I, I like being camera hero. Uh, you know, the other thing, you know, is this the battery? Uh, my battery on my 11 pro, a lot of times I'll get into the evening and it needs a boost. Uh, the battery's it's degraded faster than I thought it would. So that, those are the two reasons that I went ahead and pulled the trigger. Uh, I can't wait till it comes so I can start taking some, some pictures, taking some uh, cinematic video of my cats walking around. Right. <laughs> anyway. Hey man, keep doing what you're doing. Peace. Oh man. Okay. I, I do think he really, if there was a, if there's a new comic book character that we haven't really explored yet, it's camera hero with cinematic cat videos. Eric, you have won that title for me. C- cinematic cat, cinematic cat videos. Is that, is that a word? Cinematic? I don't know. Can you, can you tell I'm really enjoying pushing this meow sound button here? <laughs> I'll stop. All right. Uh, let's get to our next call. Kind of change pace here. Earl wants to call in. Wants to talk a little bit about the iPad. Hey, Brian, this is Earl from Vancouver, Washington. Uh, my question actually has to do with the battery life on the M1 iPad Pros. Uh, so when the M1 MacBook Air and MacBook Pros came out last year, I think people were in awe of that increase in battery life. I myself have an Intel MacBook Air from around 2018, and that still gets around, I don't know, about seven hours of battery life, so plenty for a full day for what I do. Uh, but when I saw those M1 numbers of around 17, 18 hours, I think it was like, a total mic drop moment, you know, for Apple. Uh, so when they announced M1 iPad Pros in April, I was absolutely salivating at the thought of 20 plus hour battery life, combination of smaller screens, power efficient M1 chip, iPad OS, which of course I assume is not as intensive as Mac OS, uh, had me super hyped. Uh, unfortunately to my disappointment that never came to fruition and they instead got the, you know, quote unquote, same 10 hour battery life. Uh, what do you think happened there? Am I missing something? Was I wrong to think that type of battery life was conceivable? Uh, anyways, would love to hear your thoughts on that, uh, and appreciate you continuing to grind, uh, with the podcast. Uh, talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Thanks, Earl. You know what? This, you almost got me on this one. In fact, you made me really super think this. I'm like, wait, what happened? Why, why didn't it get that much battery life? And then... Like it, it, it took me more than a moment. I started kind of like thinking about it. I looked at my iPad. I'm like, what's going on here? And then the light bulb flipped in my, the switch just went bing. And basically the reason why we didn't see a huge jump in battery life is because with the laptops, they're using an Intel architecture. And so they were able to draw so much more power per watt with the new M1 chip. Now the M1 is still fundamentally based on Apple's A series chip architecture, it's just more beefy. So because of that, those chips were already pretty darn efficient. They're they weren't pushing maybe as much juice as an M1 was, but if you recall, I think it was even the original 
the original iPad Pro that still had a, a Touch ID button, it was benchmarking at the same performance level as I believe like an entry level MacBook 13 inch or even a, and at least a MacBook Air when it first came out. And this was four or five years ago now. So these machines have been capable of legit portable and now even some of, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to compete with high-end desktops, but a certain level of desktop. But ultimately, they were able to just be fine and competitive with laptops and even more powerful laptops, not just kind of like your entry-level consumer style. We're talking about mid-range laptops as well. And so the battery just didn't happen because it's based on the same Apple chip ARM processor, Apple customized chip architecture. So there you go. But literally you made me freeze. I was like, wait, what? Why didn't it? And then I was, and I I started getting like frustrated. I'm like, I don't have an answer for Earl. But I got around to it. My brain started working again and we got that answer for you. So thank you so much for calling in Earl. Thank you all of you for calling in. Remember, be a part of this show. All you gotta do, record a voice memo, send it in applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. And then your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about it, a minute, minute 30, let's get to it. If you really like have some really great thoughts, I will let you go extra, but there have been calls that have gone way too long and I'm just like, I got to cut you off or I can't even use this. This is unusable. Don't be that person, all right? Also, big thanks to our Patreon supporters at the Platinum Apple level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for your amazing contributions, but also... Thank you to all of you. I cannot say this enough every week for supporting my show at every level, $2, $5, $10.25, whatever it is. You allow me to keep on doing this legitimately, and uh, I'm always grateful, and it's just fun to be able to do this. So thank you. Thank you so much. But that's going to do it for this week's show. We will be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I don't know if I'm going to get somebody, but I'm going to try and get someone to talk more and do kind of an in-depth iPad mini review. And... Maybe new things will pop up and I'm, I'm, I might have to push that out because it's Techtober and things are happening fast. And if this Apple Watch thing does happen, what? I guess next week we'll hear about it. So uh, stay tuned. It's getting wild and hot here in Techtober. All right, everybody. Take care. Be safe. We'll talk to you soon. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace. Peace.